Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And this is Best to the Nest, the podcast that is all about creating strong, comfortable, beautiful nests that prepare us to fly. Hi, friends. I'm by myself. This feels so strange because I'm just alone talking to myself, but I'm finding ways to talk to you, too. Okay, so Marjorie is on vacation. She's in Paris with her son, and she's, I am sure, living her best life, and I can't wait to hear all about it when she returns. And so I was tasked with keeping this podcast going while she's gone. And so I was thinking about this and I thought I would just open it up for questions. So I was combing through a bunch of my direct messages and emails and looking at sort of some of those frequently asked questions that people message me about that they want to know about or maybe think I might have some insight on. And then I did a little call out on Instagram and I'm actually going to monitor it live while we're talking and see if there's some other questions that have come in. I've gotten a bunch so far and just said, you know, what do you want to know? I'm going to talk about it on the podcast. So I have compiled so far nine questions, and we'll see how many I get through and how long I talk to you to answer these nine questions on the podcast as I'm by myself, but also with you. It it feels very exciting. Um, Okay, so let's get right into it. I've got a whole bunch of them coming in. So um, I thought this was a good question. This was one of the first ones that just came in on Instagram. And this is from Christy. And uh, she wanted to know, what are some good Western medicine podcasts? So I'm assuming when you say Western medicine that you're thinking of like medical doctors, you know, people maybe who aren't, you know, chiropractors or acupuncturists or things like that. Uh, Western medicine podcast. Now, when I think of Western medicine, the types of doctors that I am really interested in and that I like to utilize for my own health tend to be more integrative and practice in a more functional way. That being said, guys, I've said this a million times, but if you are in some sort of accident, like if you slip on ice behind your house and break your ankle, there is nowhere that you want to be other than a really great hospital because I had just the most amazing staff that pieced me back together after that happened to me and my ankle was broken in three places and I was relying on surgeons and all of these things. So for acute issues like that, it's so, so important to utilize the best that we have, which is the most amazing, gifted, technologically advanced Western medicine practitioners. That being said, also when it comes to, I think, 
chronic illnesses or illnesses where might be related to fatigue or hormones or like all those types of things, I think going a more integrative route can be really, really helpful for people. So there's three podcasts that I really recommend that I like. Dr. Mark Hyman has one called The Doctor's Pharmacy. I really love him. I think he's super interesting and he has a really great way of just kind of pushing the envelope a little bit and has many, many years of Western medicine practicing behind him. Huberman Lab is another good one, Andrew Huberman. His podcasts are kind of long and pretty technical, but he's a real researcher. So he researches everything. And I like that he is so technical, but at the same time, it can be sort of a lot. So if you listen to his podcast and you feel like, oh gosh, I'm not smart enough for this, which is sometimes how I feel when I listen to it. You can also just follow him on Instagram and you can get some really good snippets from him on Instagram that can give you um, just some really great takes. And then another one that I was actually, uh, I was listening to an episode this morning and I listened to another one over the weekend. I really do like Dr. Will Cole. I think I've talked about him before. His podcast is called The Art of Being Well. He is a functional medicine practitioner. He's based in Pennsylvania. He has a telehealth clinic and he has a lot of really interesting guests. And I feel like he's really focused on um, that idea that mental health is physical health. You know, we've separated those two for so long when it comes to our healthcare and um, that you really can't, it's very difficult to be healthy in the mental space and also, or be unhealthy in the mental space and then be healthy in the physical space. Like this is just how linked we are and we are emotional beings. And his whole podcast, The Art of Being Well, he looks at healthcare as an art and a science. And so he's looking at the science, he's talking about labs, he's talking about, you know, practices, supplements, like all those different things. And then he's also talking about the art to it, which, um, you know, comes down to kind of your spirituality and, um, you know, your daily practices and just things that mean that we're all individuals. It's really a, about a bio-individuality approach to healthcare, which I really like. So those are three. Uh, hopefully that helps you. If you want to listen to more podcasts besides this one and podcasts with, um, you know, people with maybe more degrees, although Marjorie's getting another degree, so she'll have another one soon and then we'll be a little bit more legit. Um, okay. Moving on to question number two is, um, I get asked this all the time, um, and it is, what type of sauna do you have? So I just thought, we've talked about it on the podcast before, but I thought I would just put it out here. Um, and then making sure in the show notes, I'm going to have all of these things linked up. So, and some of these things I have discount codes for too. So if you are interested, you can use those too. Um, but I have a Sunlighten sauna. And, um, I really love it. We have what's called the amplify and that's the model. And we have the amplify three person sauna. So, um, I learned about sunlight and from my friend, Kate Dubler, who is the real food RN on, she has a blog and Instagram and all of that. She's been on the podcast before too. Um, but she researched a ton before getting her sauna. And the thing is, or as the Finns say, the sauna um, you really want to make sure that if you are going to get into a wooden box and heat it up and sit in it, that it's made of non-toxic ingredients. And so that was really important to me that the materials, ingredients, it's not a recipe, but the materials are really non-toxic. So they don't use any like scary glues, any stains on the wood. 
um, anything like that. It's very low EMF. A lot of people are concerned about um, the EMF output on a, on a sauna and an infrared sauna. And mine is very low. So the reason we went with the Amplify, and they have several different models. They have a new impulse that looks, like, very cool. I don't know, guys. I want to be a person with, like, all the saunas. I love them so much. But I really only need one. So I'm just going to stick with one. But the Amplify gets really hot. So infrared is fascinating because it heats you more from the inside out uh, versus heating the air around you like a traditional sauna. Um, and so you plug it in. I set it up. Normally, a lot of infrared saunas will get to like 135 degrees. Ours goes up to 170. So you get a little bit more of that traditional sauna heat, which was really important to my husband. He loves being in like that traditional one. Um, but then when it comes to the infrared, you still get those infrared benefits, which um, when they talk about infrared, you know, Sunlight on their website, they have such an amazing list of all these things and all these benefits, and they do all these really cool studies. Um, but, you know, it's about helping you sweat. Sweating is such an important detoxification process. And so if you can do a regular sweat, it is so helpful and so healthy. Uh, they cite research that talks about um, sunlight and saunas helping you boost your immunity, your heart health, uh, muscle recovery, relaxation, your sleep, all of that. And I see kind of all of those benefits. When I'm using the sauna regularly, which is almost every month out of the year, I would say probably July and August is when I use it the least just because it's so hot in Minnesota. But the other times I'm always using it and I'm in it probably three to four times a week for about 30 minutes a session. And it is just so incredibly relaxing. It's also helpful for me to just kind of have that downtime and that sort of sensory deprivation. A lot of times I'll put a meditation on or I'll pump in some theta waves. I have speakers in the sauna and um, all of those things just kind of help me to just reset because, you know, I'm just like a lot of you who have I have a busy life. I have three children. I have a busy job. And, and I scroll Instagram, which means I just constantly have messages coming at me all the time. So it's a huge benefit for me to just have that time to just decompress and to just sit and relax. And I definitely feel like my skin glows. Like I just feel better when I've been in the sauna. So again, it's Sunlighten, it's the Amplify three person. The only advice I would give you is if you, um, if you have space, go bigger than you think. I initially thought we should get the one person or the two person. And then Jay was like, no, let's get a slightly bigger one. And I'm so glad. So if you have the space, I would push it to as big as you can do just because it is nice to be able to get in there and have kind of space to stretch and stretch out and move around and feel like you have that, um, that space. If you don't have the space, you know, do whatever you can do. Or if you can find a place, you know, like gyms and stuff or lots of wellness centers have them, I think making it part of your regular routine, if you like it and if it feels good to you is really beneficial. So I really loved ours. We got ours in March of 2020 and, um, and I use it all the time still. So there you go. That's the sauna talk. I have to say sauna for the Finnish people because they call it a sauna and they will call you out if you don't. And they also appreciate it when you do call it a sauna. So I'm doing it. Um, okay. 
other questions? Isn't this fun? Uh, what other wellness tools do you have? So, and do you love? So I have kind of a list. I always joke, joke that Jay's like, what mat are you laying on? Because I always, I have all these like different mats that I like to lay on. And um, so I'll go through a couple of them with you. And, you know, these are things that I think are definitely optional. It's just sort of my hobby. I, I like to have lots of opportunities and space for myself to just relax, decompress, and feel like I'm being restored because my life is really intense. And so having those options is important for me. But, you know, a lot of these wellness tools, you can get um, the same experience by, you know, going outside, standing on the bare earth. I mean, all those things are great too. But we also live in Minnesota. And so it's cold and dark for a lot of the year. So these are kind of ways that I handle that. So I have um, two, well, three mats really that I love. I have a PEMF mat from um, a company called Healthy Line. And I really love it. PEMF stands for Pulsed Electromagnetic Fields. So what proponents of PEMF will tell you, and there's lots of research on this, so I encourage you to just take a deep dive into it because it's super fascinating. Um, PEMF is meant to support your body's overall functioning um, at a cellular level. So there are tons of studies that show that PEMF really helps with pain. And that was kind of a big thing for me. A lot of these tools, aside from the sauna, which we got in 2020, some of these others I got um, after I broke my ankle. And, you know, that was like a big turning point for me because I was 40. I broke my ankle. I had three kids. And I'm like, I need to focus on really feeling good. And that has to be a big focus of mine. And that has to be where I put some of my money and a significant amount of my energy. Um, so uh, well, you can lay on this PEMF mat. Mine has crystals in it. It has, it warms up. And then it has the PEMF, um, you know, waves coming at you. And mine also has photon light therapy. So I just lay down on this mat. And you know what's funny is my dog loves it. My kids love it, and it's just a very gentle way to support your body's functioning. Um, so they say to use it like 15 to 20 minutes at a time. I, I don't know. I usually am on it for like a half an hour because I like to just lay there and either read or listen to a podcast or something. Um, and it is just really meant to help you with muscle and joint pain. Um, it can help to increase circulation. It can help with arthritis, pain, and stiffness. Uh, it can actually help with the symptoms of depression. So there are studies that show that um, it can really be helpful. There's uh, researchers in Denmark who said that PEMF therapy caused significant improvement in um, people who were resistant to antidepressants. So they used the antidepressants and they didn't find a huge benefit, um, but that the PEMF use helped to boost their, uh, their symptoms and make them feel better. So I think that's significant. They say that it can also um, help you with migraines. There's research that was done um, that investigated the effects of PEMF on migraines. And uh, this was research in the US that said that after a month of PEMF therapy, all involved patients reported fewer and less severe headaches. Um, and then the big thing that I wanted to use it for was it uh, supports the effects to stimulate bone recovery. So 
when you were dealing with a broken bone, like I was, I was dealing with a broken bone in three places uh, that it has been shown, PEMF therapy has been shown in clinical research trials to accelerate the healing of those fractures. And that was a big thing for me. So I really, I really love it. You know, there's, I, I haven't, I don't think that there's any downside to it. I think maybe certain people will feel benefits greater than others. Um, but I've really been fascinated because they have a dog version too. That's just a little bit, um, more sturdy in terms like, you know, if dogs scratch or if they, you know, have an accident on it or something like that, it's waterproof. Uh, but I want to get the dog one for Gracie because as she's getting older and she was a hunting dog, I just think she would, and it gets warm. So she loves laying on it and, uh, it's, they're just lovely to just spend a little time on. So the healthy line, PEMF mat, that's um, the one that I have, and I can link up in our show notes exactly which one I have. I think mine is called the Taj, and it was more middle of the road. It's definitely less expensive than a um, sauna, that's for sure, um, but it's a nice additional treatment. Um, okay, the other mat that I have that I really love that is more... Uh, more budget friendly too is called the Prana mat. And that one is an acupressure mat. And if you've ever seen these, they're so cool. They look like it's, it's like this fabric mat with all of these little spiky flowers on them. And when you look up acupressure mat, you'll know what I'm talking about. But these things are so cool because they're totally low tech. You don't have to plug them in. You don't have to do anything. And when you lay on it, it helps, it helps back pain significantly for me. And I've had three babies and nursed three babies. And then obviously my body was really thrown off after the ankle break. So having this mat to lay on, and I love acupuncture, but I just can't go to acupuncture every day. You can lay on this Prana mat every day if you want for 15, 20 minutes. And it is insane how much it helps your body feel good. And I have to warn you when you lay on it, it's pokey, like it kind of hurts. So you have to get used to that feeling. And a lot of people will lay on it, you know, you can wear a sweatshirt at first and then wear a t-shirt and then get down to maybe just wearing a sports bra or whatever, just so that you, um, because you want to be able to get the maximum impact of the acupressure points. And they have really cool research too. I mean, it helps with sleep. It helps with an energy boost. It helps with back and neck pain. Um, and you will find once you get on this thing, you're like, I'm laying on this thing and it's all pokey. <laughs> and then it feels... So good. So I, I got the Pranamat one and I really like that one because there is, um, mine actually has three pieces. So it has one piece for my back. It has a pillow that I can lay on for my neck and then the back of my head to get that stimulation. And then, um, it has another smaller one that I put my feet on and I love it. So those are the mats. And then the one more I should mention um, is the yoga mat that I have from Toxie Free in Stillwater. Laura has been on the podcast quite a few times, and I would love to have her back. She's so amazing. But they have a yoga mat there. I, once I started like looking into yoga mats and thinking about, these are all made of plastic, and I'm standing on this and like sweating on this and putting my hands and feet on it and laying on it while I'm trying to do this restorative yoga pose, it didn't really make sense to me. And so I got the yoga mat from Toxie Free. It's a plant dyed yoga mat. Um, and it is infused with Ayurvedic herbs. 
it is so wonderful. And it, what, what I love about it is it has these like kind of fabric ridges on the back. So if you're like me and when you're doing yoga, if your feet slip, which mine always slip on the plastic mats because my feet are sweating. I mean, I have sweaty feet. So these ridges are sewn in in fabric. And so they're like little grippers on your feet. Plus, these mats are beautiful to use as rugs. Um, I think I'm going to get Brandy one for Christmas, actually, too, because she's loving to do like yoga and gymnastics in her room. And I gave her my old, you know, plastic yoga mat. And then I'm thinking, uh, why shouldn't she have one that's just like mine? But um, I've got both of my sisters have this yoga mat now, too. And we love it. So that's available on Toxie Free's website. Um, but again, these, you know, and these are the things that like my sisters and my mom, these are the things that we ask for for gifts. <laughs> like I don't, I don't ask for anything other than wellness supplies because it just makes me feel great. Um, okay, so we covered a few. Oh, this was a good one from Instagram that someone asked. I should see who the name of it is. Who said this? Hang on. Um, okay, I don't know how to say the person's name, but they asked, what are my favorite Twin Cities restaurants? And uh, we are so lucky. We have so many great restaurants. I will tell you right now what's top of mind is anything that Ann Ahmed is doing. And Ann Ahmed is so amazing. She now has three restaurants in the Twin Cities. She has Lat 14 in Golden Valley. Um, and then she has uh, Kaluna, which is in Minneapolis. And then she has Gainoy which is also in Minneapolis, and that one is in Loring Park. And I've now been to all three. I just went to Gainoy last week. And they are so incredibly good. And she just makes amazing food. Um, and it's from Laos, but Lat 14 is all inspired by every um, all the countries on the 14th latitude. And so it's a little bit of like a fusion. And she has certain things that she has on every single menu. But I will tell you, there's just no other place that I go and I just want more bites. It's just so amazing. And I love going out to eat to restaurants that I know I would not have a prayer of making any of the food at home. And that's exactly what Anne does. Guy Noy was just named by the New York Times as one of the 50 best restaurants in the country. Like they did a list of, I think, 50 restaurants you have to eat at in, in the US. And Guy Noy was on there, which is amazing because it just opened in May. And she uh, she's just the most wonderful person. Her restaurants are also just aesthetically stunning. And Kaluna has this magical little shop next door to it. So you can go and eat and then you can get them to open the shop and you can go in. And I bought, um, last time I was there, just all sorts of like beautiful wooden utensils. I bought a little jam spoon that's long enough to fit into my tall jars of jam and it's just bringing me great joy. Um, I bought some really beautiful wooden salad tongs that I'm loving and using. So those, uh, those kinds of things, she has just an amazing eye and amazing aesthetic. And the food is something that you just cannot stop thinking about. So that would be top of mind right now. Um, okay. Next up is what's your favorite cookware? Uh, this is another one from Toxie Free. So I've been People ask me a lot about um, pans. You know, I do my weekly cooking segment on Minnesota Live, and I use these pans in the segments, and people are like, what are those? What, what are you using? And then another question I get a lot is about nonstick pans, because I know this can be kind of tricky. So there's two cookware options from Toxie Free that I am incorporating into my kitchen and getting rid of everything else. So for years and years, I had scan pans, 
and uh, they were fine. They were not great, but they were fine. Um, and I have now switched to these carbon steel pans from Toxie Free, and they're French, and uh, I'm just growing my collection. So I have two, and I would love to get even one that's really small and then one that's really big. And the thing about them is you have to treat them with a little bit more care, and that means not letting them soak, not using super harsh soap, making sure after you use them that you dry them really well and then add like a tiny bit of oil to just coat, just similar to like how you treat a cast iron. So basically, if you're, you know, how you think about treating a cast iron, which is seasoning it, which is uh, not letting it soak in water and not using abrasive soaps on it, that's, that's how all cookware should be treated if it's made out of natural non-toxic materials. So the carbon steel pans, I am just obsessed with. Uh, they include instructions for how to season them the first time. And uh, it's very simple. You just put some fat in, You first of all, you wash it out with hot water because there's like a little bit of a thin layer of beeswax. Then you put some fat in the pan and heat it up until it gets to its smoke point, let it cool down and then swipe it out. So it really is a super simple process. And um, they're not insanely expensive. The small one I'm looking here, the eight inch is $85. The nine and a half is $95. So it's really comparable to any sort of upscale cookware. But I think that this is it for me. These are the, pan the pans that I'll be using for the rest of my life. It's a French carbon steel. They've been making them the same way for 200 years. And um, they're a little bit heavy, which I like, and they have amazing heat distribution. And I'm telling you, when you properly season them and they end up turning this beautiful dark color, you they are nonstick. So I make scrambled eggs in them every single day. I make fried eggs in them every single day. And I use either butter or ghee, and I have absolutely no problem with them sticking. So those have been really great. And then the other ones from Toxie Free also that I'm growing my collection of is their... Um, organic unglazed clay. And these clay pots are made in Colombia. They've been made the same way for like 800 years. And these are really beautiful and really unique. And I'd never heard of any of them until I met Laura and Bezad at Toxie Free and started seeing what they carry. And the clay is black because of the, gla uh, the firing process. There's no glaze put on it. It's just this beautiful clay. And they're just gorgeous works of art. And I have a giant soup pot that I use for bone broth. Um, I have a couple of other smaller pieces. And then I have a smaller pot that I use for grains, like rice, um, oatmeal. And I'm not kidding. The other day, I made this salmon and rice dish on Minnesota Live. And my photographer, Bill, was over. And he, um, he always shoots these. And then I feed him after, which makes him really happy. And he tried the rice, which, and he was like, what's in this rice? Is there butter in this rice? This is so good. And I'm like, no, it's the pot. It's wild. And Laura from Toxie Free always tells me that the, your pan, your cooking vessel is an ingredient, just like all the ingredients that you're cooking with are. And, um, and I think she's right. So I make this rice in this pot and it's just water, salt, filtered water, salt, and rice, and just let it sit in this clay pot and cook, and it's amazing. So I've just been really delighted, and the more that I learn about them, um, I love how they look. I love how they cook. The only trick with them 
is you want to kind of do the same seasoning, like a little bit of oil after is really great. They don't love going from super hot to super cold and vice versa. So just like your, your cast iron enamel doesn't really like that either. So you want to just be a little bit careful when I, when I'm starting to make rice, I will turn the burner on low set the pot on it and then gather, you know, the water and the rice and put it in and then I turn it up. So I just kind of do it a little bit more gradually versus like setting the cool pot down on a blazing hot burner, which I, my stove gets pretty doggone hot. So I like to just kind of keep it, um, a little bit of care with that process. But once you get into the groove of it, you just don't even think about it and you will end up being so happy with these beautiful pieces. And I don't know, you know, there's something to things being handmade. The more things that you have in your home that are handmade, that you know are made in a beautiful tradition, um, I just think there's something to that energy that comes into your house. So that's the cookware that I'm obsessed with and uh, that I've been using nonstop and that I use every day. And I think you will like it too. Available at Toxie Free and Stillwater. If you live here, you can go to Stillwater and then you can see them. You can also order them online too. Okay, this was kind of a fun question that I got. And this came from Lauren and she said, favorite baby girl names. Oh my gosh, maybe you're having a baby girl. Well, I'm, I would love to have another baby girl, but I do not have that on the agenda. My daughter, as you all know, her name is Bernadette and we call her Bernie. We really loved the idea of sort of, um, you know, quote unquote, boy names for girls. So like Jay really loved the name Ryan. I thought that was cute too. Um, but I was kind of specific that I would love her if, if we were going to go that route, I wanted like a longer name that was clearly feminine, you know, and I don't know, this was nine years ago. So this is what I was thinking about. Um, but I love these like old school names. You know, I was just, I have a friend, Jen, who uh, listens to the podcast, and she has two girls, Harriet and Louise. And so we were at um, a movie a few weeks ago, and it was Bernadette, Harriet, and Louise were all together, and they were all just these cute little girls. And I just think some of those old school names are so sweet. If we would have had another girl, we would have named her Geraldine and uh, called her either Gigi or Jerry. Um, my grandfather's name was Gerald, Jerry, and I thought that would have been just like such a sweet way to honor him. So those are some of my favorites, like old school names. My uh, nieces have old school names too, Audrey, Sophia, Penelope, and Cecily. Like those, I just like these. I think those are nice. So anyway, if you're expecting a baby girl, congratulations, and I hope you pick one of those names. I hope someone uses Geraldine. Because I just love Geraldine so much, and I don't think there are enough Geraldines in the world. Um, okay, more questions. How am I doing? 30 minutes. Oh, my gosh, I've got three more questions to get to. All right, uh, next one. How to resolve. This came from Instagram, um, and this came from someone named Jay something. How to resolve workplace conflicts and working with difficult people. Oh, man. We need to do a whole podcast on this, actually. We need to talk about this with Marjorie. You know, the thing about people is that Wherever they are, <laughs> there, may, there will be conflict and difficulties. Um, I have found that I think some lessons that I've learned over my career when it comes to working with challenging people is even just changing the phrasing from difficult to challenging 
for some reason that feels a little bit better. I really come at it from a place of empathy and I've, I've sort of shifted this with everything when I'm dealing with challenging people or people who sort of lash out or you can see are not regulating their own emotions. They're just trying to spew those emotions onto other people in order to deal with it is feeling empathy for them in terms of the turmoil that must be going on within you in order to that that the only way that you feel like you can manage that is to lash it out onto other people, I think must feel very bad inside. And so feeling empathy for people like that has really helped me. Um, and then, you know, the other thing is I think direct conversations are just really important. And even reminding people in the moment that being direct is not being aggressive. We're a little bit in this day and time and place where people feel like if you directly speak to them, that that's aggression. And I don't think that is, you know, being direct and you can be direct and you can be kind and you can be respectful. And that's important. Uh, the other thing is minimizing gossip. I mean, gossiping in the workplace is really tricky and not great. And I think it's different if you have a trusted person um, that you can sort of vent to and you can be like, okay, this is my person that I just let it all out to, whether that's person at work or without or outside of work, that's important. But just, you know, ganging up on somebody or everybody together, it just causes a lot of problems. Um, so I would say avoiding avoiding gossiping, having direct conversations and maintaining your boundaries and just consistently clearly communicating expectations would be my advice there. We might need to get Marjorie in on this. We got, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to address this with Marjorie. We got to talk about this one. Um, okay, next question that I get in my DMs and on Instagram like all the time. Maybe because I went viral for talking about jeans one time, if you know, you know. Uh, be, hashtag be a Julie. Um, but what are your favorite jeans? People always ask me about favorite jeans. And I think it's because it's just the thing that we wear all the time. And if you have a similar body type to me, you might struggle finding jeans. And so I would say right now, I've actually messaged this back to quite a few people over the last few weeks, which is why I'm bringing it up here. Um, cut, cut from the cloth. I really love, and I get these all at Evereve. Evereve is, is the place that I shop. So I get them at Evereve and I love them. Um, they just seem to really fit me well. Like they just have a little bit more like roomy in the butt and the thighs, um, but also nip in at the waist. So I'm not feeling, so I feel like they are just great for my shape. Um, they wear really well. Like I have pairs of cut that I've had for years that last a really long time. They do a nice job with a variety of colors. So I, I just got a pair of, um, they're like camel colored corduroys. And I'm obsessed with them. And I'm wearing, I'm having, I'm having to force myself to not wear them every single day because I'm like, you cannot be the person who just wears corduroys every single day. But they're so good. Um, so, and they're also a pretty reasonable price point. I mean, you know, this is, it's not like target price point, but it's pretty reasonable for if you're going with premium denim. Uh, the other ones that I do really like, but you've got to try them on because 
I found some real inconsistencies with sizing is Good American. Um, they also have some great shape, some great stretch, but they've got like the good waist, the good legs, like all this stuff. You just have to get in there and try them on. So it's not that it's just not as consistent where I'll love almost every pair that I try on like it is with cut. But I do really like some good American jeans. And then there's just some interesting, like I've tried on some sizes, you know, like I'll try on a, a 12 will fit great. And then another pair in a 12 will be like, I cannot even get it up over my hips. And I'm like, what's going on here? So just remember that it's not your fault if the jeans don't fit. It's the jeans fault. And then just move on to a different pair. Uh, so those are the jeans. And then, okay, I'm going through my Instagram, seeing if we're getting any more that I need to make sure I mention. Oh, this is the, this is, will be the last one. This is great. Um, and this question comes from C Squad Coach on Instagram. And she said, uh, love your positive energy. I'm 99% positive, but these days are tough to stay positive. How do you stay positive? Um, I get this. You know, I'm, I'm generally pretty positive. I don't, um, but not always. And I think it's really okay to kind of sit and wallow on occasion. I definitely try to look for the good in life and the good in people. And I try to just find opportunities to enjoy my day. And, you know, the other thing is I am in a fortunate situation in that I have a job that I really love and um, I have a lot of pieces to the puzzle that I really am grateful for. So that's helping. I, you know, when you hear about things like happening in the news, like all of the atrocities happening in Gaza right now and, um, you know, in Ukraine and all these other places, I do find that it's important to remember always in times of strife that there is more peace in the world than not. And that is helpful for me. Um, and then just also allowing yourself to feel your feelings and this actually kind of goes back to um, the beginning where I was talking about some of these wellness tools, really being able to give yourself time and space to decompress, to do things that feel good for your body and your mind and your soul and your spirit so that you can keep your nervous system at a more even pace. Because I will say that I find it difficult to remain positive and difficult to even see clearly if I'm running at like a, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to like make a, make a motion to you of just like every, you know how you can kind of feel like everything in your life is coming up to like your eyeballs, like you're just drowning and it's always bubbling, bubbling, bubbling. And if I feel like that, I know it's because I'm not managing my time. I'm not managing my emotions and I'm not caring for my nervous system and kind of caring for myself to just take the edge off in really healthy ways. And so that's sort of why I have these, you know, I've put the effort into kind of creating this sort of wellness center. You guys know on the podcast, I always joke that I'm, I'm just trying to turn my home into a wellness center. And I'm also trying to make my home into a place where I don't need a vacation from it. Like I like to go on a vacation, but I'm not going on a vacation because I'm just so desperate to get away from the life that I have. So being conscious about setting things up so that they are bringing you joy and peace and fulfillment is important. So I hope that helps you. Okay, you guys, 
That's it. That's this solo episode. We're creeping up on 39 minutes, so I'm just right on track. And um, I've had a joyful time talking to you. The only thing that would make this better would be if Marjorie was here, because that's the fun of it and the magic. But I appreciate you hanging out with me today, and Marjorie will be back with us next week. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a review at Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best to the Nest. We are the podcast that brings you home.